Hi, this is Cindy Surf and welcome to Backstage at the Center. On today's episode, I interviewed J.R. McAlexander, the 25-year professional theater veteran and owner of Showtune Productions. He's taken his expertise of directing the music for more than 300 shows and created a local production company that has performances on stages across the country, including our own Chandler Center for the Arts. The center has four performances for Showtune Productions this season, including a very special New Year's Eve celebration called The Best of Broadway. I'm here with J.R. McAlexander with Showtune Productions. Um, excited to talk to him today um, for the podcast about some upcoming shows that we're doing with him and talk a little bit about Showtune Productions and all of the wonderful uh, performances that we've been actually been able to do here at the center with them. So thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So I wanted to ask you first, um, Showtune Productions, how did it get started? How did you come about being a production person, like I just being able to direct shows and putting shows together sounds really fascinating. Well, for about 30 years, I was a musical director, musical supervisor of Broadway shows. Um, did I musical directed and supervised eight national tours that crossed the country and Canada. Um, then I was offered a job out here in Mesa, Arizona for a theater called Broadway Palm which was connected with a theater in Florida and Pennsylvania, and we used to tour our shows between the three theaters. Um, we would go to New York and cast all of the actors from New York City. Um, we would audition about five to 6,000 per performers a year, and then we would uh, put these shows together and just travel them around. Um, and so I moved out here to Mesa for about nine years. And then I just decided that I wanted to kind of expand into my own business. So um, I realized that there was quite a need at that time in about 2010 was the year that I started um, to really, um, a lot of these venues were looking for entertainment and they weren't the quality that a lot of people wanted. So I called a couple Broadway friends of mine and asked them, my first, very first show was a Patsy Cline tribute uh, she had traveled the country with uh, three national tours of Patsy Cline. Um, and I just said, would you like to create your own Patsy Cline show? And I'll put the band together. And we premiered it at Arizona Broadway Theater here in Peoria and did a week of shows. And it was one of the, that was the top seller that they'd ever had at, since they'd opened out there. So then I just started booking. Um, two or three shows a year and it just started expanding and in 2020 it was my largest winter ever. I had 22 different productions and over 130 performances in three and a half, four months. Mm -hmm. um, and it has expanded nationally. Um, I have currently running, they are in rehearsals this week, they started rehearsals for my Johnny Cash, June Carter Cash called Darling Companion at uh, the new theater in Overland Park, Kansas, which is Kansas City. Uh, they're going to be doing a three-month run of about 90 per performances of that tribute show. Um, and this summer, they just we just closed a couple months ago my Elvis tribute. Um, he's a world-renowned Elvis tribute who does the young Elvis. And he just closed a sold-out uh, run of 80 performances at this theater in Kansas City. Um, next week I am at a casino in upstate New York with my Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline show. It's called Cash and Cline. 
So yeah, so we've started going national. Well, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming shows that you have okay. um, that we're going to be presenting here Great. at the center. Perfect. Um, so I, th I think for the first time, because we've always done the circus, we're going to be doing a New Year's Eve show. Um, we're really excited about it. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a balloon arch, champagne toast. We're going to have um, party favors. We're going to have a photo booth. Um, so it'll be a really fun New Year's Eve evening. Um, and the show that we're doing with you all is Best of Broadway. So yes. talk a little bit about what people can expect. Yes. Um, Best of Broadway is one of my it is my favorite show out of about the 25 shows that I produce. Um, but that's probably because of my Broadway background. But um, it's just a tremendous show. It's four powerhouse vocalists. Um, many of the CCA people will know Kristen Drathman. I know she is um, on staff here with all of the children's camps and things. But she is probably one of the best vocalists here in the Phoenix Valley. And one of the best vocalists I've ever worked with. Um, she stars in it as well as Caitlin and Jordan Bluth. Um, they uh, are from Mesa, but um, they both have a big background. Jordan has done a lot of opera background. He's recorded an, an album or two with the um, Mormon Tabernacle Orchestra, just solo album with him, uh, with the orchestra. And um, his wife, Caitlin, has uh, starred in many, many regional uh, productions of Broadway shows here in the Valley. And Jamie Parnell is new to the show. Um, Jamie um, just recently moved out here. Um, he's a Montana um, guy, but he um, has starred in many productions at Arizona Broadway Theater. Uh, and um, I've worked with him out there, and he's just a tremendous baritone. So I'm very excited. And the most exciting thing about the show is it's backed by a 10-piece orchestra and some of the top musicians here in the Valley. Um, and so it's just great. We start with the older older Broadway stuff, a little bit of Rodgers and Hammerstein and Lerner and Lowe, My Fair Lady and Camelot and Sound of Music. But then we quickly get into the, uh, we just kind of go right in um, order and we get into this, the fun stuff of like hair and Godspell. And of course, you can't do it without Andrew Lloyd Webber. And we also have all the wonderful tribute shows that are now such a huge part of Broadway, like Jersey Boys and Mamma Mia with the ABBA and um, Carol King's Beautiful. Um, so yeah, so it's just a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, we're hoping that we get a good turnout. And I know everyone will be just thrilled with the show. So it might be interesting for people to know that we are now in our third location since we've been started our interview. This is what happens in a working theater. We have three performances this weekend. Um, we had started in a hallway thinking that we'd be avoiding everyone. Then we moved into a theater and then we got to take a ride in the seats uh, while the theater was being rotated for our Bogle Theater because we have a performance in there this evening with Run Boy Run. So now we are in the deep dark depths of the center i'm talking in one of our green rooms so um you know the show must go on so we just finished talking about best of broadway um but we also have three other shows that are coming up um at the beginning of the year so january february march that we're doing with show tune productions um talk a little bit about them because i think they're going to be very exciting they are exciting um 
Yes, um, it's the Showtune production series called Showtime. So not to get confused if you see Showtune or Showtime. Uh, this, the three show series is called the Showtime series and I know that you can get subscriptions, I believe, for all three. Yeah, we have the series on sale right now for all three shows, and then um, single tickets are going on sale November 23rd. So Great. But the first one is called The Legendary Ladies of Soul. Um, we had, um, this is uh, three wonderful um, black performers who do everything from gospel to Motown to disco. All They hit all of the greats, um, from Etta James to Ella Fitzgerald to Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin. Um, it is three wonderful ladies, Mitzi Smith, Courtney Washington, and Iran Patton, um, and a, a rocking six-piece rock band. Um, it's, it's just a lot of fun, and it's some just great, great music from Aretha Franklin, uh, just everything. So if um, then that's, so that's January 23rd, and all of these shows are on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock which is, is it's a nice change for the people who don't want to get out in the evenings. Um, the second one in February is called You've Got a Friend, and it is songs of Carol King and James Taylor. It's a brand new show. Um, it is starring the wonderful Kristen Drathman and Kyle Sorrell. Kyle is a, a local gentleman here. Um, he has starred at the Phoenix Theater um, in several big productions there. Um, but it hits all of the great Carole King and James Taylor hits. Um, and of course it's called You've Got a Friend because Carole King wrote that song for James Taylor. I didn't know that. Yep. She, he heard her singing it um, at the Troubadour and he ran to the dressing room to try to figure out the chords and she just said, you know what, you can take that and record that song. Um, but what people don't realize is how many songs Carole King truly wrote because in the 1950s, she wrote um, in the Brill Building in New York City and would, back then, the performers like Elvis Presley and all of those great performers back then did not write their own music. So this Brill Building in New York City, everybody would just have a small cubicle and they would write their own songs and try to sell it to all of the great performers of the day. She wrote uh, Natural Woman for Aretha Franklin. She wrote so many, One Fine Day, um, will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Um, just all those great 50s and 60s tunes that people just assume that the, the singers wrote. Um, and it wasn't really until Tapestry in the 1970s when she became a solo artist and she was one of the first that actually wrote, sung, wrote and sung her own songs. Um, so, and I think pretty much if you know anything about Carole King, you know her for her Tapestry album because those were her big, big hits. Yeah. Um, and of course, James Taylor. Everybody knows James Taylor and some of his great tunes um, so yeah it's a fun it's a fun show that's um, the two of them with um, backup singers and a six-piece band so it's it's a it's a large production as well um, yeah and then final on Sunday March 13th we have the incomparable Colt Julian from Vegas um, he's actually from Chicago he moved out to Las Vegas when he was doing um, million Dollar Quartet as Jerry Lee Lewis um, and about four years ago I wrote a Johnny Cash uh, Jerry Lee Lewis show and he came down here and performed Jerry Lee Lewis um, he has done Jerry Lee Lewis everywhere but what was ironic was one night during a sound check 
he was, I said, you know, we needed some more of him playing the piano and singing. So all of a sudden he broke into some Elton John and he said, it was just remarkable. I, I just immediately went up to him and I said, would you like to create an Elton John tribute? And he said he would love to. Elton John is one of his most iconic mentors. So um, two years ago, we created the show called Wonderful Crazy Night. We premiered it in Chicago at the Apollo Theater, and it sold out for the weekend. Um, and he's been trying to pick, get it picked up in Vegas, but he's come out here. He's going to be coming out here Sunday, March 13th, and doing it. Um, it's him on piano and singing all of the great um, Elton John songbook with two backup singers and a six-piece band. So again, if you like Elton John, you don't want to miss that one. He's just, he's a tremendous performer. Yeah, no, they're an exciting, well, I'm like, um, if anyone remembers when we did outdoor performances, um, last year we had legendary ladies um, of soul uh, here on our uh, on our terrace. And then we'd also had Kristen doing the Carol King song. So, but those were such a small, small group of people who were able to enjoy it. And I know that they loved it. So I'm really excited that we're gonna be able to have them in the main theater and the Elton John show. Um, Elton John is super timely right now. He's doing a lot of stuff and recording new songs and, but the costumes for this look pretty yeah, incredible. Yeah, he has some fun costumes. They look really great. So, um, you sound like a busy guy. Like you've got a lot of stuff going on. I do have a lot. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I think I have, I mean, COVID hit hard. We did 20 months without doing anything. I think my only productions were the two performances here on the Your Terrace. Yeah. For 20 months. Um, it is just now starting to get picked up back, but it really doesn't hit until uh, the winter, January, February, March is when, and it's looking like, yeah, I'm back about probably 60% of where I was in 2020. Um, but it's, it's, at least we have some light at the end of this horrible tunnel. Yeah. No, for sure. I know it's hit, it's hit us. I think it's hit a lot of artists so hard. Oh, yeah, I have. It's very sad because some of the most talented artists I know, they, you know, they have families to support. They had children and they literally just had to make the hardest decision in their life and they went into a different career. So we've lost a lot of great performers through this COVID. Um, I'm just glad that I was very lucky that I pulled, made it through and, and I can have a very successful season this coming winter. So, Are there, so what are some other projects that you're working on? Um, I, well, currently right now, I am teaching two courses, um, musical directing and vocal coaching out down at the University of Arizona. So that was a blessing that came about. Um, I'm also, uh, work at a, um, Methodist church here in the, in the town, in the valley. So that really got me through COVID. Um, but it's exciting because I've, I've got these couple new shows that I'm working on. Um, the Carol King is a new show, the James Taylor Carol King. Um, and currently, as I think I already said earlier, the, my Johnny and June Carter are, are out in Kansas City opening a show this week that's going to run until the end of January. Um, but yeah, basically I'm just gearing up for my season because I have, right now I think I have 12 different productions coming to the Valley in January, February, March, and about 70 performances in three months. So wow. almost every day. Wow. So that's exciting. Um, and that's so, I, you know, that's a lot of prep work. It's marketing. It's 
ticket sales, it's everything for all of those performances um, and, and contracting all the performers and contracting the venues. And, and so that's what I'm doing right now at this current time. So, so does, does your, do the productions tend to be seasonal so that that way during the summer you're maybe doing things in other parts it of the does. country? It does. Um, yeah, I, that's, I try to sell the shows elsewhere because it's, it's very seasonal here in Arizona. It's pretty much like December through April here. Yeah. And then that just kind of goes away for this. So what other cities have you had productions? It sounds like you've had them in uh, you say, Pennsylvania. Chicago, Pennsylvania, um, this casino in upstate New York, Kansas City, um, uh, a couple places in Ohio. So yeah, we just kind of, wherever anybody wants us, we will, we will travel. So that's great. Especially in the summertime. That's great. <laughs> to get out of this heat. So, um, so you're listening to a lot of, um, you're listening to a lot of music, a lot of classic music. But what is, is there anyone that you're listening to right now that's kind of new and different? Or um, or maybe there's like a tribute show that you're working on and so you're listening to someone else? I'm actually listening to someone that I didn't really listen to growing up. But um, I'd like to, for 2023, um, do a Glen Campbell. Because oh. um, there isn't, I don't, I can't find a Glen Campbell tribute. And I have a gentleman that I think would be very, very good. Uh, so I'm looking. I'm starting to listen to that, and um, I'm getting. It's very interesting because the the retirement market is changing very very quickly here in the valley, um, and across the country actually because of baby boomers. Um, I guess I'm almost a baby boomer. I'm on the last year of it. But when I go into these resorts that are 55 and older. I'm 55, and it's kind of depressing <laughs> that I wait. <laughs> I'm supposed to be moving it here, not working here. But, but no, um, because of that, it's it's groups that I grew grew up with. So you know, it's Queen, it's Journey, it's all of these 80s and you know 70s, 80s groups that because um, for most of my shows have been catered pretty much to the uh, 1960s and some in the 1970s. Um, you know, I have a very popular groove into the 60s, which is we did here last year, which is Mamas and Papas and Peter, Paul and Mary. And, um, you know, and, and being 55, 56 years old, that was kind of pre, I don't really remember that. So now we're moving into the stuff I grew up with. So it's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of, you know, they're, they're rec these venues are requesting, you know, those groups, Queen, Journey, you know, some of those big 70s, 80s groups. So, yeah. so yeah, so I'm always looking. Um, I'm always um, thinking what's, what's the next one. So, and people are actually starting to book 2023. I got a call this morning. They want a group for 2023. So it, it never stops, but, yeah. but that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's nice that there's that optimism yep, too, exactly, right? And that we're exactly. moving forward. Is there anyone? Is there any new artists that you listen to, or anyone that you really, really like? I really, really like Adele. Yeah. And I was very excited when her new album came out. So, um, and um, I do have a new show called Rock and Rewind this winter. Um, that it starts out with uh, like the Black Eyed Peas and Adele and Bruno Mars and some of the you know Pharrell and um, some of those great tunes, um, and then it jumps back to the 1960s, and then it just kind of goes 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, with full costumes for each decade, so you get the real, the look of the show. So there's a lot of fun stuff there. 
Um, and, you know, because there's so much, so many decades, and it's only a 90-minute show, we can only do about five songs from mm -hmm. each decade. So you really get the biggest hits from the decades. So so that's a fun one. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm currently, that is actually what I'm currently writing right now because I do write most of my own shows. Um, and um, I do all of the uh, musical arrangements for all of the shows. And I hire the bands and I rehearse the bands. And then I also play piano. Uh, so that's, and I conduct the bands and things like that. So it's very busy because not only am I producing the shows, but I'm also doing all of the creative end of the shows as well. And so, all the direction. And all the direction and wow. staging and all of that. So, but I have a lot of friends that help, um, you know, help stage and, you know, if there's any kind of movement, I'm not a choreographer by any means. You would never want me to tell you how to dance or <laughs> so. So, but, you know, some of these fun musical reviews like Rock and Rewind will have some dancing in it or movement. So, um, but yeah, so it's just getting all that lined up. But it's, it's, it's what I love to do. And I'm very blessed that I am able to do it. It's so. been so interesting because I think every artist that I've talked to, um, COVID really, like that period of COVID really brought about new inspiration for yeah, a lot of people. I agree. Right? Like it gave, it gave space for creativity and um, like all those projects that people would say, oh, I, you know, when I have time. Yeah. Um, it's been fascinating. What, what was the, that period for you like that, those 20 months? It was horrible, but, um, being a, a musician pianist, as I really identify mostly above everything else that I do, I am a pianist musician, and music is everything to me. Um, I have never in my 56 years gone more than a day or two without playing the piano or performing, mm -hmm. and I went 20 months. So to try to find that soothing something to, for my soul. Um, I just know that when we did the, I think it was the Legendary Ladies of Soul we did first here mm -hmm. in January, many of our, the musicians on stage was the first time in about 16 months we had performed, 12 months that we had even sat down and played with another musician. There was a lot of tears shed. It was really, really emotional for all of us. Um, because that's, that's our release. Some people go to the gym, work out. Some people, everyone has some kind of release. Some people like to have a cocktail at the end of the day. Whatever that release is that makes you sane for a musician, it is playing and performing with other musicians and that come out, come all, ah, yeah. Anyway, see, I'm getting emotional. No, no, I understand. <laughs> but I know. I think it, yeah. It's just, it, we are so blessed that we're back. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. just, um, I did have help though, because I did have my church job. We were not able to perform together, but as the worship tech director and musician for the church, I created, I would record background tapes or recording background um, tracks and would email them to the singers the, from my church. And then the singers would record it on their iPhone and they would send it back to me, then I would mix the entire thing down in my studio and then basically create a music video for like three to five songs every week and then would put together the church service every week. 
so for online services mm -hmm. since we couldn't be in person at all and then I'd go in and re film the minister doing all of her stuff and then we would just put these uh, entire services together an hour service every week uh, so that was a blessing because that gave me a full-time position and also at least I was creating music in my studio so mm -hmm. that was at least some kind of an outlet it wasn't performing live or performing with other musicians but at least I got to release some of my music well and I love that all of us really found some way to be able to right like I don't think anyone really thought oh Facebook live or zoom like right. that's Right. how that's going to be my outlet but we all found ways to make sure that we could connect with music if it was something that was that important to us yeah. um, but there is nothing like live theater or no. live music no uh, i mean just that first night when we were out on the patio in chandler there was tears from the audience members just because they hadn't heard live music for months and months and months so yeah so we need that we need so we hope to see people come to our series and and take part in some great live right because it's that it's that shared that shared experience yep. right with others it, and every performance is completely different mm -hmm. you can see the same show five times in a row and you'll get something completely out, different out of it because it's completely different so yeah no it's really great so with that in mind so what was what was your first live performance that you ever saw or your first concert uh it was sticks in 1980-something, I was in high school, and I, was, I grew up in a very small town in Iowa where we didn't have any kind of concerts or anything. Um, but I went to my a Styx concert in Lincoln, Nebraska, which was kind of a, the closest to big town besides Omaha. But yeah, so, and other than that, I mean, I grew up going to the, my hometown had one of the largest rodeos in the country and we would always have like majors like Johnny Cash would come and sing at the rodeo or Lynn Anderson or all these old country stars but it was very country so I grew up as a kid with country music uh, left at 18 and said I'll never listen to country music again <laughs> and went, <laughs> went to the university and studied classical and then got into the Broadway world and now as a producer I'm producing 80% country music which is funny because it's kind of all the way circle yes yeah, I've come, come back, back and now I'm I love country music and I'm enjoying doing this these country shows yeah so that's really funny so out of all of those Broadway shows that you toured with what was your favorite um, I, the funnest was The Wedding Singer, which is based on the movie uh, Wedding Singer. It's a musical that they wrote for, it's very fun. I mean, it's just, a, it's just a lot of fun. You just go and have a lot of fun. Um, artistically, the, the best, most wonderful experience of my career um, was I got to musical direct and mus uh, the first national of Sunday in the Park with George, uh, mm -hmm. Stephen Sondheim musical, um, based on George Srot's painting. Um, yeah, so that was artistically the best moment of my career. Well, I'm excited that we're doing more stuff with you and with Shoot Tune Productions. I am too. You have one of the best venues that is in the country. It's beautiful. You're so lucky to have this space. And anybody that hasn't been here needs to come see this space because it it's definitely the best venue in the, in the valley.
Thanks. Well, I, you know, I go to a lot of shows and we definitely, our sound here is oh, really, it's remarkable. really, well, really nice. We just got the upgrade and I mean, it's just yeah. a remarkable sound system and just a beautiful, beautiful theater. So we Thanks. love playing here. Thanks. So. Well, we love having you here because I know our, I know our patrons really, really love those show tune production shows. Um, so I thank you again for the time. And if you're interested in tickets for any of these shows, you can go to ChandlerCenter.org or you can always call our lovely box office staff at 480-782-2680. And again, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.